church say amen. We do want to thank God that even as we are preparing for our word, if you can turn with me to Luke, the first chapter, the 39th verse, Luke, the first chapter, the 39th verse, we continue to keep lifted and continue to celebrate with our dear brother, Minister Daniel Bradley, who received a heart and kidney. Amen. Amen. And so we give God glory. And we do ask that you would just continue to keep him in your prayers as he continues to walk through the recovery and restorative process. Amen. As God is knitting kidney and heart uh, to him, uh, they all work well together. Keep him in your prayers and your prayers of joy and celebration. Somebody say God is up to something. God is up to something. Luke, the first chapter, the 39th verse says, At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Church, say amen. My brothers and my sisters, I ask you to join me uh, as we continue to keep me in prayer as we share on the sermon subject, what to do when God is up to something. What to do when God is up to something. My brothers and my sisters, you all know that this is the Advent season. We have been uh, sharing in the last couple of sermons that this is a season, those four weeks before Christmas, in which the Christian church takes a period of reflection uh, as we uh, reflect in, the, in preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus. In the Advent season, that there are usually candles and different candles stand for different weeks. The first week is hope, the second week is peace, this week is love, and the next week is joy. Uh, during the Advent season, I've been walking you all through a series of scriptures. You all know that the first uh, scripture we talked about in the first story was about a gentleman by the name of Zechariah, a priest. Uh, Zechariah was married to Elizabeth, married to Elizabeth, um, and the angel Gabriel came and told Zechariah that in their old age, they were going to bear a child, and his name was going to be John, and he was going to be the forebearer for the Messiah. He was going to pave the way for the coming king. Uh, and, and, and then the next, season, the next Sunday, uh, I talked to you all and, and we shared with you all about a Mary, and a virgin by the name of Mary who was engaged to a gentleman by the name of Joseph. And the angel Gabriel came to her and told her that she was going to have a child, uh, that there was not going to be any, uh, the conception was going to be with the Holy Ghost, amen, and that that child was going to be the Messiah, the promised one. Uh, and, and now on today I've come uh, that here we have Zechariah and Elizabeth. Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth is six months pregnant, that, uh, that Mary um, has been talked to by Gabriel, and Gabriel even told Mary uh, that your cousin Elizabeth um, is six months pregnant, and here we have Mary making a trip to go and visit Elizabeth. It's an interesting thing because I, I, I often wonder, uh, what do you do uh, when it is clear God's hand is on you? Uh, has anybody ever had a situation in which you knew God was doing something? 
uh, a situation in which you knew that it was too big to be just you, uh, that, that God was doing something. You couldn't put your total finger on everything that it was, but you knew uh, that this was more than just you getting the hookup. You knew that this was just more than you being smart. You knew that this was more than you just being accomplished. You knew that this was more than just your power, but you knew that God's power and God's hand was moving in your life in a way that it had not before. If I got a witness in the house today, is there anybody you know what it's like to have a sense of possibility that's what the Advent season is about. The reason that we reflect during the Advent season and celebrate the upcoming birthday of Jesus is because the Advent season reminds us that even in our driest periods that God can be up to something. For the children of Israel, the reality is they were in the intertestamental period. They were in the period between the book of Malachi and the book of Matthew, that 400-year period in which a prophet had not come forward to be able to bring a word from the Lord that the children of Israel, the, the, the God's, God's kingdom, uh, were sitting there and had not heard a fresh word from the Lord for over 400 years. And now in the midst of it all, in some very uh, inconspicuous doing a work. God is up to something. That God does a word and sends a word by Gabriel to Zechariah and Elizabeth. Elizabeth is pregnant. God sends a word to Mary, this virgin uh, who has never known a man and yet uh, lets her know that she's going to be pregnant and her child will be called the Son of God. That God is up to something. For people who are dealing with a Roman occupation and oppression, for people who have been bound for a long time, for people who have felt like often uh, that God was not uh, hearing them and God was not speaking to them, that God was up to something. Uh, do you realize that even in your worst times, that's when God can show up? Uh, do you realize that when things are the most quiet, that that's when God can move? Do you realize that even though it feels like God is silent, it does not mean that God's not moving because God often moves in silence? Have I got somebody here that uh, can appreciate the fact that sometimes uh, that God was moving for you when you didn't even realize God's hand was even there and God was taking care of you when you couldn't see God, you couldn't hear God, but God was there? Is there anybody besides me that you've come Complain, God, where are you? And you look back a little bit later and realize that God had been there all the time. Is there anybody in the house today that knows that sometimes God can be up to something? And I've come by today to talk to a few of you who believe that God is up to something in your life. You can't totally put your finger on it. You can't totally identify it, but you just have a sense that this is a different season for you. That you just have a sense that something is percolating for you. That you just have a sense that God has put something on the inside of you. That God sent the angel Gabriel to let Mary know that God was putting something on the inside. Lord, have mercy. And it wasn't going to come out immediately, but she had to go through process. It wasn't going to come out immediately, but conception had happened. Turn to your neighbor and let him know conception had has happened that God has put something on the inside of you and, and, and the reason that you're going through what you're going through, the reason that sometimes you feel a little sick, the reason that sometimes you feel a little some kind of way, uh, that's not because uh, 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 that you got some sickness but that's because Lord have mercy uh, that you're pregnant uh, uh, that's because you've got what's called morning sickness, anybody here uh, that when you look at your life that some things are happening and you're realizing that God is stirring something on the inside of you 
you and there's some shifts happening in you. There's some changes happening in you. Anybody here realize uh, that sometimes the changes you see in yourself, sometimes the growth you see in yourself, sometimes the new appetite you see in yourself, sometimes the new yearning for God you see in yourself is not just because it's a regular time, but it's because God has put something in you. God has put a vision in you. God has put a purpose in you. God has put a fresh possibility in you that God has impregnated you with possibility and now is your time and you're just carrying turn to your neighbor and say neighbor good God almighty uh, this is your season uh, God have mercy uh, God has something in you uh, but the thing is the thing is that if you've never had to go through a season like this then you don't really know what to do uh, the actual fact of the matter is that oftentimes that we can do things that are contradictory to what God is trying to do in our lives has there ever been anybody here that God was trying to do something in your life and you actually played yourself out of position is there anybody here that you can admit and you can bear witness to the fact that God was trying to do something for me and I actually did something contradictory to God's hand? Bless me and I actually messed up the blessing that God was trying to work out for me because I did not realize what I did. But I've come by to talk to a few folks in here today to tell you here's what you've got to do, Lord have mercy, when God is up to something. And one of the first things I believe that you've got to do from God is up to something is you've got to find somebody pregnant. Turn to your neighbor and say, find somebody pregnant. Find somebody pregnant. Find somebody pregnant. Let, let me help you. Um, as I'm looking at this scripture, it was interesting to me because here you find Mary. Mary um, is sitting here and Mary has gotten a word from Gabriel. Angel Gabriel's come to Mary. Uh, this is this incredible word. Angel Gabriel's come to Mary and told her, Mary, you're about to have a baby. It's going to be God's child. I know you're with Joseph, but he's going to have to get with the program. Amen, somebody, because it's going to be God's child and Joseph is going to help you raise a child, but it's going to be God's child. God is doing something. God has put something in you. God is doing something in you. And, and the first place the Bible says, it says, at that time Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea while she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth, who was her cousin. You got to remember that the angel Gabriel told her that your cousin who is of old age is already six months pregnant. I don't know about you all, but um, if I was Mary, I don't know if Elizabeth would have been the first stop. Elizabeth might not have been the first stop because I may have first stopped with somebody who was in town. Amen. I may have first hollered at my friends. I may have first hollered at the people I came up with. I may have first hollered at the people who were kind of close to me. But the Bible says that Mary, as soon as she got the word, she hurried to go see Elizabeth. Because Mary had good sense. She had a wisdom that was beyond her years. Because Mary understood that when God is doing something in you, you've got to go find somebody else that God God is doing something in as well. See, see, the challenge for many of us is that God does something and is doing something in us, but we go running to the wrong people. We go running to people who are dead on the inside. We go running to people uh, who, 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 who are, and nothing is happening for them on the inside, and we go sharing vision with them, and they don't have the ability to hold on to what God is doing in us. Is there anybody here that you had a vision, you had a great sense of possibility, you had a great 
complete sense of a business plan and you went and the first thing people told you was how it couldn't happen, of what wouldn't happen, how it couldn't happen, and they just kept reminding you of what you were not. Have I got somebody in here knows what I'm talking about? You've got to be careful when God is doing something in you with who you run to because you can run to dream killers. You can run to people who do not have the capacity to handle what God is doing in your life. It's not their fault. Don't you blame them because the reality is that what God is doing in you does not make sense. It is not logical. Now think about it. The children of Israel had been waiting on a word for 400 years. Here goes this young bird. And she that says that God is in man is going that's an audacious and something in Mary understood yells had already went to find Elizabeth, not just because she was a cousin. Result of a miracle. If it's going through this somebody about to go through. Somebody in the house today is because she you women. age I need to find something you want to do go accomplishing something you want to accomplish because they can help you understand that if God did it for me, then God can do it for you. Nothing. Ain't never been nothing. Season. Whole bunch of new Your 
second thing is you got to find somebody very interesting and in the Bible your life. Something in you. You need to have people in your life moving in you. And you don't have to tell them everything. When you walk up in the room, they Feel like God is doing something. Feel like God be possible. Find somebody that gets excited your life. Now is going said. Always hating and can't deal with the fact that God has taken you to a new level. One of the challenges that you will find when God has taken you higher is oftentimes there are people in your life who will want you to stay where you are because they can control you where you are. They can control you. If you go higher, they feel convicted realize that baby we can all go higher but if you're going to stay where you are I'm not going to stay down here just to keep you company but I've got to go Lord have mercy where God's got for me to go is there any feels like that you celebrate and you excited about the seem to be down because you moving up? Is there anybody who knows you get the new boo of the healthy relationship and the folks that should be celebrating with you seem to be trying to tell you how men ain't nothing and how all women is going to treat you wrong and they don't want to celebrate what the Lord is doing in your life but they want to put you down for what God is trying to do but you've got to get some folks in your life that when you walk in the room, they look at you and 
goodness. Something jumped on the inside of me. Now let me help you in here. Because some of y'all need to learn how to be that kind of a person. You too big of a hater to be as blessed as you are. You too jealous to be as far ahead as you are. You've got to let go, Lord have mercy, of some of the stuff that happened in your past that has caused you to always feel like you've got to be over everybody. And you've always got to be better than everybody. And you've got to be crabs in the barrel and always pulling somebody down. But don't you understand if you can shout for your sister, God can do a work in you. If you can shout for your brother, then God can turn your life around. I love this scripture because the Bible says that when Mary gave her greeting, the baby on the inside of Elizabeth leapt and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, I miss y'all. Let me help you. If Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and her baby was on the inside of her, that meant her baby was filled with the Holy Spirit. That because she got excited about what's happening for Mary, she and her baby got blessed. Her baby got blessed because she wasn't a hater. Her baby got blessed because she was a celebrator. And if you would just learn how to celebrate somebody else when God is moving for them, then God can bless you and what's happening on the inside of you. Have I got anybody in here that can turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm happy for you. Neighbor, I'm excited for you. Neighbor, I want to shout for you. And I promise you, if you'll shout for what God is doing in them, God will bless. What's happening in you? Give me my towel, please. Oh, but the third thing, I want you to find somebody pregnant. Once you find somebody who's excited about what's happening in you, you've got to find someone who can pour into you. What's amazing about this scripture, what's mind-blowing about this and in a loud voice she explained of my life reached my ears leapt for joy blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her when God is doing something in you you've got to get around somebody who can take the time to pour into you. Man. Sisters, I think this is important, especially for the women in the room. I, I bear witness and celebrate the life of Dr. Dolores Williams. Dr. Dolores Williams, womanist theologian, one of my professors, wrote the book Sisters in the Wilderness. And one of the things I like and love about womanist theology is it deals with the fact 
uh, that the church, while often being, uh, black churches, but the church in general, often being uh, connected to patriarchy and male dominant, is a church that really is run, run by black women. That the heart and soul of the church is the black woman. Let me help you. In a patriarchal society such as Israel, who has not heard a word from the Lord for over 400 years, the angel Gabriel gave the word to Zechariah. The angel Gabriel gave the word to Mary. But in this text, the first prophetic word uttered after 400 years of nobody hearing from the Lord was from Elizabeth. Bible says that the Holy Spirit came upon Elizabeth. And Elizabeth gave a confirming word to Mary of what God had already spoken to Mary's heart. Sisters, don't you let anybody try to keep you out of the picture of what God is trying to do in the world. Because the reality is that if it's not for you, we wouldn't have held it together this long. If it's not for you, God can use more than an angel to speak into your life. What you witness here is that God used Elizabeth to speak a word to Mary, even though Elizabeth had never been told what God had done in Mary. But the Holy Spirit allowed her to confirm for Mary, you're not going crazy, God is up to something. You gotta have people in your life that can speak a word into your life. You have to have people in your life that as God is moving in your life, the Holy Spirit can help them to confirm and affirm what the Lord is doing. Young man right there behind Brother Pitts, stand up for me. You, you, uh-huh, you, stand up for me. No music right now, just, just yet. I'll call for it. Thank you, though. Thank you. Word of the Lord to you. You are the kind of leader that we need. I need to do this in front of you. You are the kind of leader, not that we need, that we've been looking for. What I need you to hear in this moment is that we cannot afford for you to be a follower. Mike, with all this feedback, is there something?
We, amen, thank you, cannot afford for you to be a follower. And what will happen in life for you will be just like what happened with the microphone. The Spirit will be trying to give you a word. And there will be trying to be interference to keep you from fully hearing. Some of the interference will be people around you. Your peer group, young people. Some of the interference will be adults. Or be for you who they should be for you. Uh, adults who had responsibility for you that they did not live up to. But I want you to hear this. For everyone who has not been who they should be for you, God will be it. God will take care of you. God will open doors for you. God will make ways for you. And you shall be the leader we're looking for. Come on, somebody give God a hand clap of praise. I know it because you're already doing it. We saw it when we were talking about scripture of the week. And when we were calling for folks to do scripture of the week, and this young brother was one of the first hands raised in a room full of adults who kept their hands down. Because sometimes the adults won't rise to the occasion. For whatever their reasons are, you're going to have to do what some of the adults won't. But God has given you everything you need as you grow into who God is called. God in Jesus' name, I thank you for this young man. I need some oil, I need some oil, I need some oil. God in Jesus, my goodness, here we go. God in Jesus' name, I speak your anointing upon this young man. You touch him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And I thank you, God. You shall provide for him. You shall make ways for him. You shall open doors for him. And I thank you, God. Your Holy Spirit shall envelop and overcome him and make ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, somebody give God a hand clap of praise. appreciate you because you haven't given up 
And because you haven't given up, everyone you're connected to will be blessed. Everyone you're connected to will be blessed. I know people say this, but this is the reality. One of the worst things a person can do who's connected to you is to leave your life. Not the worst thing for you, the worst thing for them. Because everyone, you shall be a reservoir of blessing. And God shall, a reservoir is often where the water is held, but it's also where the water is pushed out of to meet the needs of the surrounding area. So God will fill you so you can pour out. What will be important for you is in your dry seasons. Don't spend so much time pouring out that you miss getting filled. Does that make sense to you? Because it's in your nature to give, 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 give. That's, that's who you are. That's how you're wired. But there are times in which, in dry seasons, in which you have to be filled in order to pour. Because if you keep pouring and not filled, then you'll be empty. And everyone around you will be filled but you'll be empty. And that will seem like it works for a season. But the challenge is because you're the resource, you filled them for this moment. You're empty. After a while, they're going to be empty. And it's going to be emptiness trying to come to empty to get filled. And you're going to be wearing yourself out because you're trying to help them with what you don't even have. I don't know what season it is for you. No, I do know. This is your season to be filled. And God will open up the windows of heaven, pour you out blessings, you don't have room enough to receive. I need you to understand what that means. When the scripture talks about opening up the windows of heaven, it's only in a couple of places. It's in Malachi and it's um, in the story of the flood with Noah. In Noah, the Bible says that God opened up the windows of heaven. If you look in Noah when the flood came, that didn't just mean water came from above. It's an interesting thing. If you look, it also showed that water came from below the seas overflowed. So it wasn't just the rain that came, but the seas, that the water came from. God is going to pour from everywhere to fill you up so you can be a resource because you are a reservoir and 
everyone, every child, every family member will be blessed. Amen. In the name of Jesus. You are Elizabeth. The whole time I was speaking to her, your womb was jumping. The whole time I was speaking to her, you were celebrating like I was speaking to you. But the reality is I was speaking to you. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now I'm going to make you ruler over many. So I said as I was speaking to her, I was speaking to you because I talked about being a reservoir. The Lord whispered to me about you was two words high capacity you are a high capacity individual my prayer for you in this season is that God will put the people around you and the opportunities around you that will match your level of capacity one of the most frustrating things in the world is for a high capacity person to be around low capacity people. Because <clears throat> low capacity people will always and try to keep you because the thing you know and what's bugging you the most in this season is you know there's a higher thing for you to do. You know it, you can't put your finger on it, but you know it and it's bugging you because you're feeling like I'm, I'm wasting my time because there's something more that I've got to be doing, that, that God's got more for me in, in this world, that, 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 that I'm, I'm, I'm built for more than this. And, my, and, and the word of the Lord for you is this shall be a season and I don't want you to run from it or be scared of it. In which you may see some people fall off, but it will be low capacity people. And don't see it as a loss. See it as a rebuild. Don't you dare see it as a loss. There's something that God needs to do through you. God has to shift what's around you to help push you to do it. In Jesus' name, Jesus.
So I know you all are visitors and don't necessarily know me. I hope you can just receive this in a spirited share. For some reason, the whole service, the whole sermon, the whole service, I kept seeing y'all, just kept seeing y'all. And I'm not even totally sure why all I know When I see you, I see that there's a crown. And when I see you, I see, and the word reservoir isn't the word. The word wallet isn't the word. But there's some kind of receptacle for you to hold what's about to come. I believe that this shall be a season for you to rise. An inauguration, for lack of a better word, a crowning. This shall be a season of provision for you. Not just that God will provide for you, but in the same way that the reservoir, that you shall be a provider but that God shall open up new streams out of which you can share provision. And as God does it, I don't, for you it's promotions, it's, it's going to new heights, new levels. For you, it's almost like a a deepening, um, of rooting down, but that God is going to pour so that you can give provision in ways that you haven't before. And I believe the world will be better because of you both. And I pray you will reach out to us just to let us know what happens. I don't know how. I don't know when. I just know that I believe in my heart that I'm hearing from the Lord. For you it's a crown of promotion. And I don't mean just job promotion. I mean a, an exaltation, a lifting up. Uh, and for you it's not a putting down, but it's a rooting and a receiving so that you can be a bigger blessing. Amen. 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 Precious, what's your name?
my goodness, her name is Eris. I'm Reverend Lee, and I just want to tell you, and I just want you to hear this, and people will remind you, will be able to remind you, and people can remind you years from now, okay? Your name was on purpose. Even though the spelling is different from Eris, H-E-R, right? Your name, Eris, and Eris is someone who inherits. Hmm? And Eris is somebody who, uh, because it was someone who had a lot, that because they're their child, they inherit or are able to get as they grow older what the person who's above them has. Amen? Jesus loves you, and you are an heiress of Jesus. And as you grow older, you're going to see how Jesus takes care of you. That's because. Jesus will all. What happens, okay? Jesus is going to take care of you. All right, precious. It's a pleasure to meet you, Eris. It's my honor to meet you. God bless you. Listen, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to give your life to Christ. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, whether you're online, uh, there's someone online. You've got a green shirt on, and you just got a bad prognosis from the doctor. And the word of the Lord for you, right there online, I want you to let us know it was you in the chat, is God will heal your body. The word of the Lord for you. I'm not fishing. You have a green shirt, and uh, you just got a prognosis about just something, and it's just had you just frightened. Peace be with you. God's peace be upon you. God will, he, this shall not be to death. God will heal your body. If you're here today and you've never went online and you've never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, or you may already be saved, but you need a church home. Uh, if that's you, Pope decision is a Hope decision to the number six. decision. Never accepted Jesus, Lord. Just raise your hand. Bless you.
stretch your hands to those who give God glory for you. Even as you're stretching your hands, just help me say, God, Jesus, who died for me, to be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart. for time. Please at 